You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Packernet Podcast. I am your guest host once again, JJ Leahy, but today we do have the actual host, Ryan Schlipp, the Pack Daddy, joining us for a little Q&A session. And this may or may not be related to the post in the Packernet Podcast Facebook group positing the theory that maybe I had murdered Ryan and or tied him up in a closet somewhere. So we thought, let's bring Ryan back give him the opportunity to uh, reassure you guys that he is, in fact, okay. If you have been out of the loop, Ryan has been off the show for uh, about a week. He's moving to a new house. That's what he uh, claims he's been doing. Although I've secretly wondered if maybe he just has his feet up somewhere on a beach and he's just letting me do all the work. But let's get started. We're not going to waste any time. Ryan, welcome back to the podcast. It's been kind of a while. Well, it's nice to be a guest on my own show. It's uh, glad to be back. It's kind of what I envision when I'm 95 and want to retire being like, and I turn over the podcast officially to some unqualified uh, 17-year-old that wants to take over, and I get to pop back in once in a while and just talk about nonsense, and my brain's probably going to be completely gone at that point, so it's going to be really on point, and then, uh, then I'll just jump off and go back to whatever it is I do when I'm 95. Yeah, what's it been like not doing the podcast for like the longest stretch, probably since you started doing the show? It gives me a lot of anxiety. I don't like it. <laughs> like, I, I like it because it's like, yeah, I get to take a vacation, but it's like, I feel like the whole thing's just going to fall apart and everyone's going to forget and be like, yeah, that show was stupid anyways. And then, then I'm going to, they're just going to be gone forever. So um, ho- hopefully that doesn't happen. Here's another question to be scared about is, uh, are you nervous that when you finally do return, the people will have like moved on and they just want to hear from me full time. Yeah. The more the, the more the compliments come in, there's like that <laughs> weird thing where it's like, Oh, that's awesome. He's doing a good job. I'm glad that he's not scaring everybody away. And then it's like, Oh crap. They're going to be like, I like JJ better. And then that's going to be horrible too. <laughs> hey, how, how is moving going? Can you describe your new house? And in particular, can you give us some like good detail about which room closet your new recording studio is going to be in just really help us visualize <laughs> what you're going to be sitting in when you record um well moving is horrible today was a big move day we did all the heavy stuff we did have help which i thought was going to mean i didn't have to do anything but i am completely exhausted and in pain um so i'm not entirely sure what i paid for but uh the room that i'm recording in is a uh, pretty normal room but just envision any room that's the most echoey room you can envision in your life hardwood floors four completely blank walls i did crowd this room with boxes and stuff but i think it's still ridiculous and i didn't hang up jacob's uh things yet because he got jacob was very nice to get me these little reflective or non-reflective pads that you put on the wall and mm. as soon as the package came in I had to leave and I haven't been back since. So that'll maybe be a tomorrow project and hopefully it'll not sound as horrible. 
So they're reflective, like noise dampener kind of thing, Damp- right? Yes. Yep. Right. You you do words better. <laughs> uh, I do have to ask: Do you have any plans in the immediate or even just semi near future to install like a furnace or some other noisy piece of machinery near your recording studio? I am next to the furnace again. Um, yes. It is through the wall, though. It's not like through an open area, so I'm not sure how that's going to sound. It's also some pretty thick drywall. However, I do have a um, dehumidifier that was running a little bit ago, and it was extremely loud. So if people are, are mm. upset upset at the quality, saying it's too, you know, it's too clear and I can hear you too well, I can crank that thing up, and it is super annoying. Well, the good news is that this is the time of year to be abandoning the podcast and leaving your loyal listeners to some unqualified schmuck like me because there is nothing going on. No, it's horrible. I, I was even <laughs> there are some really good questions. That's that's the one thing that's gnawing at me because when I think about it, like, man, I don't want to I don't want to go back and talk about Aaron Rodgers again. Like, I don't want to do it again. And that's the only kind of newsy thing. There's one little I don't even remember what it was at this point. It was so long ago. But there was one thing that popped up that I wanted to address, but it's like, I just don't, I don't care right now. But there's a lot of really good questions that have been coming up that I want to get to. But otherwise, yeah, it's just, it's, it's a terrible time of year. And it, it, maybe it's working to my advantage a little bit because you turn on a Packers podcast and it's like nails on a chalkboard. I've tried a couple times with any kind of football stuff and it's like, I just don't care. This is horrible. Now, what about my episodes of the Packernet podcast? Are those nails on a chalkboard? The greatest thing I've ever heard in my life, <laughs> probably. <laughs> have you actually listened to any of it or are you just trusting that I'm not pumping your fans full of garbage? I have listened to almost every single one of them, but I don't think I've listened to any of them all the way through. Not because it's bad, just because I, I just, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff going on and there are little short car rides and it's like, I'm going to turn it on and then I'm done. And then I just, I haven't, I haven't fully finished any of them, but yeah, no, it's, it's solid. Uh, at least you're, you're consistent. I feel like every time you and I have ever talked about somebody else's podcast or like an interview, you know, I'll send you the link and you'll get back to me later and be like, hey, I listened to two thirds of it and then yep. never got around to finishing it. So I, I yeah. very rarely listen, aside from the Daily Cheese, which is very short. If I listen to that, because if you can't make it through a Daily Cheese, that's ridiculous. But <laughs> uh, pretty much any other podcast, although I do have a longer drive now um, from where I'm living to where my work is. So I might be able to finish entire podcasts. That'll be crazy. Yeah. How long is your drive now? Because it's it like tripled, didn't it? It's like 45 minutes. Yeah, it's roughly triple, but it's not bad. It's just all highway driving and stuff. So it'll be a nice little, it'll be a nice time to listen to podcasts. That's exactly what it is. Now, is the family really enjoying the new house or are, I mean, are they like uh, just too caught up in the, how horrible the process of moving is? No, I think everybody's loving it. It's, it's weird. Cause you go to your old house and it's, you feel like life is just not great. And then you come out here and it's like, no, actually life is awesome. So it's it's been pretty cool. Well, this is a good spot to interject our first uh, listener question. It comes from Jason. He wants to know which is more challenging, being a father or supplying the masses with premium Packers content during the offseason? Probably the father thing. It, it You know, if we're talking like peak difficulty it's it's definitely fatherhood um but it's also a lot of times it's it's the easiest thing in the world you don't have to do anything they're just you know can i go outside yeah sure and then you just hang out and do nothing um so you, you do have to work a little bit harder consistently all the time with the podcast but yeah be, being a dad is uh there are times when it's like this is this is too much man which i don't really ever 
get that way with the podcast. I have in the last week. It's like <laughs> when it's like um, eleven forty-five, and I'm still like ten minutes into the podcast, and I just want to go to oh, bed. Oh yeah, no. I, well, I I will say since I switched to doing it at night, that is hard. Doing it in the morning is a lot better. I mean, it's it's hard because I have to go to bed early, and uh, you know I'm excited, like oh, I can actually stay up and maybe watch football games and do the podcast. But it's bad when when you're just done with the day, and it's like I got this one really long thing left to do. It's like oh, this is gonna be brutal. So we'll see how it goes, but it's uh, try that sometime if you can. Try just getting up real early. First thing you do, do the podcast because I've I did that for years and it was never a problem. It was always awesome. See, I I did do that for the first one, but it took me three hours to record it, and so it's getting posted at like nine o'clock. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, circling back to the fatherhood question, Goose had a follow up. He wanted to know what's your favorite part about being a dad. Uh, what is the favorite part about being a dad? I don't know. I mean, they're always just kind of cool. You know, they're, they're all cool for different reasons. I mean, you got the, they're all, you know, it's all different stages. So every stage is different kinds of cool. And then you interject their own personalities into those stages. So it's just kind of, you know, I got a teenager, which was terrifying, but nor- fortunately she's not a psychopath. So that's cool. So it's kind of like we're getting into like Marvel movies and like she's going to help me with the decorating my office and doing kind of fun stuff like that. Uh, I got the baby, which is cool because she's a baby. She's also a nightmare, but she's a baby, which is cool. I got the boy that's growing up. So he's kind of into, you know, it's a little much, but sometimes I'll walk in the door and he'll just straight up punch me right in the stomach. And he just wants to be crazy and play football and do all kinds of crazy stuff. And, you know, you got the other one who's. I don't, I don't know what she does, but she's just in a normal – she's still in like the, the cuddle phase, I guess, which is kind of nice. And I pick her up and she's all excited about it, just little stupid stuff like that. But I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's just cool, and it's, it's never not cool. Uh, here's a follow-up from me. Is it harder to be a boy dad or a girl dad? Uh, so far, the girls, like across the board. Uh, I don't know if that's true for everybody, but I know uh, the oldest, when she was young, she was kind of – very headstrong. Um, and now our second oldest girl is unbelievably headstrong. Um, our son is, he was the most easygoing kid in the world. So, I mean, he's, he likes to have fun, but he's just never really been a problem. He's very obedient. He follows the rules. He's very rule oriented. Like if you say we're going to leave at 545 and it's 547, he's not happy about that. So, um, and he's very helpful. So, yeah, so far, well, hoping the baby is a little bit more like our boy. But so far, the girls are very headstrong and our son is just super laid back. Well, that's awesome, man. Sounds like you got a really awesome family. Hey, so it is the summertime. Robert wants to know, what do you do to relax? Do you enjoy fishing, skiing? What, what are you like? Um, I was very into fishing. Um, when I was younger, I'd go out to lakes and whatnot, you know, lake shore fishing and stuff in Illinois. As I got older, I would go out on the boat in Wisconsin with my uncle. I have not really done a lot of fishing lately, although we do have a big lake out here. Um, so I'm going to be planning on exploring that. Um, but the one big thing that I'm really getting into is, is grilling. I finally got my grill. I got my pellet grill. So, um, I did one cook so far and I'm planning on doing that as often as I possibly can. So that's been my big obsession since the, uh, the podcast has been on hiatus. I've been just devouring every kind of content 
Facebook groups, websites, podcasts, whatever that I can get my hands on. A lot of YouTube, um, just watching people cook meat, and I'm it gets me excited. Well, that's awesome because Goose wants to know what is the best meat on the grill and what's the best meat on the smoker. Um, well, I mean, if we're assuming we're talking about those two things being different, the grill would. Um, Man, I always talk about pork chops and people are like, dude, what is your obsession with pork chops? I'll say <laughs> cheeseburgers are amazing on the grill. Um, smoker, the only thing I've done, although I'm, I'm assuming there's going to be better things, but uh, the only thing I've done is ribs. And I do absolutely love ribs. And um, it's going to be tough to compete with that. But the next thing I'm probably going to want to do, which is a little ambitious, I want to get a pork shoulder. So that's going to be like 12 mm. hours of my time. But super excited to do a big old pork shoulder and, and just just sit there and stare at it for, I guess, 10 hours or however long it's going to take. Well, I begged for uh, burger grilling tips on the podcast, and I've heard from probably about 20 people now. So I've got a lot of different recipes and tips to try out. It's going to take me at least the rest of the summer to get through all these. <laughs> well, you know you know what I've been doing? I don't know if anybody recommended it, but and I, I feel stupid that I didn't know this because it's, it's what Culver's does. I always thought their burgers are weird. I'm like, why is it like this weird film on the top or whatever? But it's smash burgers. Those mm-hmm. things are the most amazing thing in the world. So I started doing those. I've only done it like twice, but I, I absolutely love those. They're super easy to do. They taste amazing. They're super juicy somehow, even though you're smashing all the grease out of them. I love those things. I've never done it, but I've seen them made before. Uh, they, they show up all over TikTok for me. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, no, they're, you, you should try it out. It's, it's real simple, and um, they taste amazing. Hey, we do have to touch on some current events. So you and I are recording this uh, Wednesday evening. In about 10 minutes, the Bucks hawks game is going to start. I know you saw the end of uh, Game 7 for the Bucks because you were tweeting yep. about it. Have you been watching this series at all? And in general, how do you feel about the Bucks and about basketball? First of all, thank you for telling me that. I had no idea. My son is going to be flipping out. i got to somehow send that message to my wife to turn the game on. But um, my son, by the way, is obsessed. He's, he's a lot like my grandpa where you could turn on like middle school girls soccer and he'd be like, dude, this is awesome. Let's watch this all the time. (laughs) I don't usually like basketball at all. I get a little bit into March madness, but um, because it's the bucks and because it's the playoffs, I started watching it. It it is, I'll tell you what, basketball can be really exciting when it matters, but a lot of these games, they just, they don't really matter. And some of them are kind of blowouts or whatever, but man, that when when these games are on the line and, and especially and baseball is kind of this way, too. When you talk about a serious game where it's on the line and we're talking like last two minutes, I don't know that that things get too much more exciting than that. I mean, it's I don't even care about basketball. I was getting chills. I'm jumping up and down. I was freaking it was an exciting out. exciting game. It's super exciting. And I watched yeah. – I don't think I saw all of them, but I saw probably three or four of the games. And, um, yeah, I'm definitely going to be watching from here on out. I'm, I'm rooting for them. Um Proud to say I'm a fair weather Bucks and uh, Brewers fan. I, I really don't. I really don't care. But you know, when they get to that point, I, I jump on the bandwagon and I root for them. So it's it's fun. It's exciting. Yeah, playoff basketball can be a lot of fun. I'm definitely not much of a basketball guy, but I have been enjoying the playoffs this year. I I do have to say there is nothing more pointless than regular season basketball. I I would rather watch the Jets and uh, I don't know Raiders play a preseason. 100 game than watch a regular season NBA game. Yeah, I'm the same with baseball. I just I, I think baseball is even worse. I can't do it. I, I don't know if I ever told this on the podcast, but my aunt worked for a long time for the Brewers 
And so we once a year would get the the sweets, the box sweets or whatever. Yeah. I sat in the suite and watched TV, like <laughs> watched the game on the TV the whole time, just eating food because it's like I just I don't care. Like this is so boring to me. All right, folks, you know what time it is. Time for our first ad break. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Well, I think it's a good spot to stick in a question from Daniel. He asks, besides the Packers, who's your favorite NFL team and why? Probably the Buffalo Bills. Um, I had a roommate in college that was a big Bills fan. And um, he actually drove us, uh, me and his girlfriend, out to Buffalo. And uh, we went out there, had an amazing time, really good people. Um, a lot of them were huge Packers fans. They're talking about how much they love uh, Rodgers, love Favre, love the team. Um, we went out to the mud lot, which I don't think exists anymore, but it's, it's just a huge party lot and everybody was super giving. Um, they, you know, just wanted to share everything they had with you and great Buffalo wings went out to a bar at like midnight and they just had these delicious wings. So really good people. We also went to a game out in St. Louis one time for the bills. So that was, it was a horrible experience for St. Louis because it's just, it's super boring. But um, got to see the Buffalo Bills. So I'd probably say they're my second favorite team. All right. Uh, I grew up in Ohio, so my second team has got to be the Browns, which is, are this is a nice time of right. my life to finally be watching the Browns. It's just been yeah. horrible. Same here with the Bills. Well, we got a, a few related questions. I'm just going to throw them all to you at once because they're kind of variations on the same question. Robert wants to know of the few Packers games you have attended in person, what was your favorite moment? We have uh, Ben wants to know what's the most memorable Packers play you've just ever seen in general. And uh, Andy Bundy has basically the same question. What are some of your key moments as a Packers fan, good or bad, as long as they're memorable? These are so hard. Um, So in person, probably my favorite, even though it was, technically the least memorable because I don't remember much of it. But um, what I do remember of being there on that day, uh, that was the Detroit Lions going 0-16 mm-hmm. um, 
in Green Bay. We were at that game. The whole stadium was cheering 0-16. Um, we got a high five from Donald Driver. He was super amped up. He was running around the whole stadium, giving everybody high fives. Um, that was that was a lot of fun. It was, me and uh, Blaine, who a lot of people have come to know, have uh, have a lot of memories from that. We ended up in a ditch out there. We had a police almost pull a gun on us. We had a tow truck driver that we got to hang out with that was trying to get us out of trouble with the cop. Uh, almost got into a fight in that game. Just a lot of stuff going on that day. That uh, some of it I can talk about, some of it I can't. But it was a it was a lot of fun. Um, most memorable. I hate these because it's like I'm gonna say it, and then you know, 50 people will be like, "What about this? What about this? What about this?" And it's like, yeah, that those were all probably better. But off the top of my head, obviously Super Bowls, obviously the the um, Brett Favre when his dad died thing was was the most amazing game I've ever seen chills tears the whole thing but just as far as like one moment probably one of the most exciting was Aaron Rodgers first Hail Mary there's a video of me like flipping over furniture because at the time it was just the most amazing magical thing I'd ever seen in my life he went on to obviously (laughs) do that like 17 more times but at the time it was just I couldn't believe it I was just I was having a heart attack um what was the third one is there a slight variation in that uh, just a memorable Packers moments, good or bad, as long as they're memorable. Probably, probably just say the Brett Favre thing. Um, I know the Super Bowls are obviously top. You know the the kick return for or punt return, kick return. I don't remember what it was for a touchdown in the opening of the Super Bowl in the nineties. Um, but that that Brett Favre game was just different. You know, it, it it hit on so many different levels as far as being a great football moment, but also being bigger than football and seeing the seeing Raiders fans cheering for Brett Favre and holding up signs for Brett Favre and the game that he had. It was, that's just something that's, I don't know if there'll ever be anything like that again. All right. Can you handle some really serious questions? I, I don't know. We'll find out. All right. <clears throat> this is do or die. You can't screw this up. So okay. Nathan wants to know, do you pronounce it vase or vase? Vase. Who says vase? But not me. All right. <laughs> Apparently Nathan does. <laughs> Get out of here, Nathan. <laughs> All right. Zachary wants to know if you had three wishes, what would they be? Oh, do you know how? Do you hey, know how, hey, hang on. I, I sent this question to you ahead of time, so you had time to think about it. But listen, do you have any idea the unhealthy relationship I have with that question? <laughs> how many hours I've spent thinking about that question? <laughs> we could do four-hour podcasts just on this question. But you're right. You did send this to me, so I've tried to condense my thoughts a little bit. And I'm going to cheat a little bit and say I just want one. And and here's the reason. Here, First of all, here's my one. I want to be able to sort of have like a, a separate Google in my brain where I just know everything. But I have to search it. I don't want to just know it. Like, I don't want to just be sitting out one day and be like, oh, you know you're going to die in five years, right? It's like, what the heck is that? I need right. to be able to search it. And there needs to be that little thing that pops up that says, are you sure? Like on the computer that you get annoyed with, that needs to pop up and be like, are you sure you want to know this? It's like, yes, I'm sure. That's my my only real thing. Because you can make a real comfortable living. There's nothing I can't do. I could sit here and do the podcast except I know stuff. I could Google what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers, and then I sit here and be like, this is what's going to happen. And I'm like the ultimate insider. It's going to be great. I'm going to have a huge podcast. The, the, the concern I have with a lot of these wishes is when life gets way too easy, it gets really boring. Like the next one on my list might be teleportation, but how much like, okay, do I want to grill anymore if I can go to any restaurant I, I, in the world just on a whim? 
do I want to go on a, you know, vacation anymore if I can just like snap my fingers and be on the beach? Like everything just gets boring and I don't want life to be boring. There's got to be a little bit of struggle, a little bit of battling to get on airplanes and all this other stuff. So if I know everything, I can make a real good living. I'm fine. Everything's good. My third wish is to let the genie go out of the bottle or whatever stupid thing that is. I just want my one wish and I think I'm set. I think I only want one wish as well and it would be for you to pay me more. <laughs> That's not going to happen. Hey, are you ready to give us some teaser info about your new YouTube setup and what that's going to look like? Or do we have to wait a while for the reveal on your plans there? I have thoughts. Um, I think it's going to be a lot of green screen at first until things get set up. And it'll probably stay that way. The more I think about how I want the videos to look, some of it is going to stay that way, at least in terms of the draft videos, because a lot of the background, I want it to look like the draft um, so I got to get some cool stuff set up for that. I would kind of like to get a really cool, actual nice ambiance. Like I said, I want to get my daughter involved in that, but that takes money and I don't want to put myself in the situation I always do where I say it's not going to happen until it's perfect because then there's not going to be any YouTube until November. But um, I do have some thoughts, um, especially in terms of the draft for those that care. But I don't know. I, I, I guess we'll just say that we're going to we're going to wait and see how it goes because if I try to describe it, people are like, well, that sounds stupid. And then they're not going to come. So just <laughs> when it happens, I'll show you the video and, and pop in. It's going to be fun. All right. Nathan has a question that is just utterly absurd and so unrealistic. Perfect. It's just no basis in real life. Okay. He says, if JJ kidnapped you, I mean, come on. How that's like, there's that could never happen. If right. JJ kidnapped you in real life, taken yeah. style, and you had to choose a current Packer to be your Liam Neeson, who gets the phone call from under the bed? You sent this one too, and I, 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 I'll be honest, I didn't, uh, I didn't think about it. Um, all right, let's think this through. We got the first one that comes to mind is AJ Dillon, just because he's massive and he kicked the living crap out of you. Um, that that's really what we're asking, right? Which which Packer do I want to beat you into the ground, right? That's what we're talking about. I mean, you need brains too. They need to be able to figure out where you went. Did you see Taken? He spends like a lot of time hunting them down and tracking them. Well, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is smart, but I don't want Aaron Rodgers because he's kind of lanky and he's going to get caught up going off to some. Uh, I he's going to pretend he's trying to find me and he's just going to go off to, to Hawaii and be like, Oh no, I'm looking for him. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I'll get him. Don't worry. Whenever he does show up to find you too, he's probably going to be whining about how mean uh, Goody is. Right. Yeah. He, he doesn't, he doesn't care about me. Um, <laughs> all right. So Bakhtiari is pretty smart. He's a smart dude and he would mess you up. Um, he's got money too. He's got, he's got, he's like got resources. resources for sure. That might be the guy. Devontae would be kind of cool. Um, I don't know, just because it would be kind of cool to, I don't want to say get saved, but why, why am I the damsel in distress in this situation? This is this is weird. I'll say Bakhtiari just because he's got resources. He's got a jet ski. He's got uh, the whole, you know, he's got women all around him like James Bond. I think that's the guy. I think David Bakhtiari is the guy. All right. We spent far too long talking about this unrealistic scenario of you getting kidnapped or held. It's a good answer, though. That was a good answer, though. It was a, a perfect answer, but yeah. uh, we got to move on to more more right. uh, serious stuff. Bubba wants to know what's your favorite sea creature? Um, Probably a chartreuse seahorse. Random, but okay. Yeah. 
All right, Chris sent in, if you could pick any dream job related to the Packers, what would it be? He gives some examples. You could be a coach, a TV analyst, an announcer, a beat writer. You could be a podcaster, you know, whatever. Would I be a podcaster? That'd be great. I think I'll be a podcaster. <laughs> Is that your final answer? Yeah, I think so. All right. I don't want to be the GM. I'll let Gutekunst do that. He does a better job. I'm, I'll, I'll be a podcaster. Uh, Bruce wants to know how you became a Packer fan. So I grew up in Illinois, but my dad is from Wisconsin. So he was a Packer fan, and uh, that's just how he raised me to be a Packer fan. We grew up cheering for the Packers. There you go. You, you, you've heard my story, right? My uh, family's from Green Bay, and then I've like never been to Green Bay ever. I don't think I knew that story, actually. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I think you told me, but I don't remember, but I'm pretty sure you never told me that. Well, my, my great-grandma grew up in Green Bay, and she like would babysit – uh, for the players during the games and they had like Vince Lombardi over to dinner and stuff. And so I, I kind of just inherited a love for the Packers from her, but nice. I've never, never been to Lambeau field ever. That's cool. All right. Another question from Bruce. If you could take just two albums with you onto an album or onto an Island, you can't do any greatest hits or anything. They just have to be regular albums. What would they be? <sighs> The fact that he said albums, I'm thinking they have to be like 80s or older. Um, I'm actually staring at a stack of albums right now. What? Jeez, uh, two albums. This is this is. I need to just say two things, or I'm going to sit here for an hour. Um, just two, huh? So it's got to be something that that you're not going to get tired of, right? I'm taking uh, Sergeant Pepper. Oh, that's that's gross. a good one of mine. Yikes! You don't like the Beatles? I like the Beatles. I, that's just, I don't know. What's on Sgt. Pepper? Are there any good ones on there? Uh, a little help from my friends. Lovely mm. Rita. When I'm 64. Some good ones on there. Mm, sounds bad. Um, <laughs> man. I Yeah, I don't I don't know if I can answer this. I'm, I'm going through. See, I, I'm stuck on the album thing. I'm going through all my dad's albums, like a, a British Steel by uh, Judas Priest and stuff. I don't know. Yeah, let's let's say British Steel and uh, uh, what something from the Eagles. Uh, bup, 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 bup. Hold on, give me one Eagles, second. Eagles is a fantastic option. Yeah, I, it's, it's another one too. Where it's like if I sat here for hours, I'd come up with better ones. Um, maybe hotel. Oh, one of these nights, probably. There you go. I love that yeah. song. All right, there you go. That's two that, very that's a winning answer. Albums, but there you go. I like it. Uh, another question from Robert. What country outside the U.S. would you choose to live in if you had to? Um, I, I hate to sound like an American, but I really I don't want to live anywhere but America. <laughs> so I'm <laughs> tempted to say Canada because at least I'm close and I can just come back whenever I want. Um, I... I don't really want to live in Asia, even though it looks kind of cool in certain parts, just because I, I couldn't I couldn't handle the food, I don't think. I'm very particular. Um, the one thing, as much as I've been snobbish about France, I think I've mostly been like anti-Paris because the south of France looks amazing. Um, uh -huh. one thing I learned one thing I learned about France is their their diet is actually very similar to mine. They're like we eat meat constantly and we just drown drown everything in butter and cheese. And we're wine. also very, very, yeah, and wine, and we're very good at making bread and desserts. And then the south of France is like, oh, we're basically like Florida. We got palm trees and a bunch of money. So maybe like the south of France is where I'd go. I have been there. Have you? I would be okay with living there. 
Yeah, it's it. I barely even knew. I I was just randomly like uh, Wikipedia hopping, and I was looking at like Monaco and stuff, and I'm like, why does this look amazing? This is France, but turns out it's a big country, and uh, it's not uh, not everything's Paris. All right, we're gonna take one final break, and we're gonna get back to more questions with Ryan. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, uh, taking it back to football again. If you could do a one-on-one interview with Aaron Rodgers and you knew he was going to have to give you honest answers, he can't beat around the bush or be cute or play word games, all right? And if you can't think of three, that's fine. But what are some questions you'd ask him? Well, I would be... uh, I would would have to ask him about the current situation. I would hate to use all of them that way, and I, I think we can find more fun things to talk about, but... We'd have to get to the bottom of it. What the heck is going on, and are you coming back? I don't know if that's one or two, but that that has to be. Actually, let's call it two. I want to know, sort of Tyler Dunn style, what happened, but like his version. Like, let's go back to the beginning and describe to me what, from your perspective, has been going wrong with the Green Bay Packers. I want to know everything that's been done wrong, everything that's been handled wrong, everything, every slight whatever. I want the honest truth about everything that's been going on. Number two, are you coming back? Um, and then I guess number three would probably be about the future. I mean, we could ask him, you know, what was your favorite memory? I don't know, whatever. He's probably answered that sometime. I don't really care. Um, I want to know about the future. So if he's staying, like, what are we thinking? Are we talking like 41, 45? When I win a Super Bowl, I'm out. What are we doing? Is it kind of like I'm just here to spite the Packers because they wronged me and then I'm leaving? And then if he's not coming back, like, where where are you going? You you really want to you really want to go to like Denver or the Raiders or, or what's the, what's exactly the plan? So I want to know the past, what happened. I want to know what's going on right now, and I want to know in the future what what are we what are we thinking? Because that kind of matters a lot as far as uh, are we are are you going to be a threat if you leave, and then if you stay, um, should we just pack up Jordan Love or what's the plan? I I think the only thing I would add to that that I would be curious about is, you know, if we could like truth serum him, I'd like to know like how much he really loves football. And I'd like to hear his just honest, um, uh, real candid feelings about the NFC championship losses. I think that would be interesting for me to hear. Yeah, that would be interesting. I, I, I have a hunch that none of it would be his fault from his perspective, but it would be interesting to hear what he would say. You know, that would be another interesting question to ask him is, you know, how how often do you feel that losses are your fault or is it just always everybody else who screwed up? Yeah. yeah. All right. A little more positive. Cody wants to know why is Aaron Rodgers the greatest Packers quarterback of all time? 
That's that is a really good question. Um, and it, it kind of depends what you mean. I, I don't remember who was talking about it. I don't know if it was you or somebody else that Packers related. Um, were they talking about Favre versus uh, Rodgers? Oh yeah, that's right. It was uh, yeah, Bruce and uh, Matt Larson. So, in terms of just, it's kind of like the Brady versus Rodgers debate. If we're just talking about the most talented person to play the quarterback position in terms of doing quarterback things, I mean, he's 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 got to be one of the greatest of all time, not just the greatest Packers. You know, I I can't say I'm a savant. Savant is the wrong word, but I'm not a somebody that has seen or remembers or knows perfectly those '90s quarterbacks, Elway and all those guys, or some of the other ones. But I, I have a hard time believing there's been a lot of guys that could that could really honestly compete. You know, Pat Mahomes maybe right now would be another one, but um, truly incredible. But Maybe there is something a little bit missing with him in terms of, you know, like what what makes Tom Brady so good if he's not that great of an athlete? And I think he's got sort of that killer instinct kind of thing. And Favre was, I don't know, man, he, he was he was special in, in his own way. Obviously, he had the interceptions or whatever, but he was tenacious. He was he was out for blood every single time. I know the one thing with him is, um, you know, if you ever got him mad. He was he was going to win the game. Like if if Sap got in his face and pushed him or made him mad, it was like, well, we just won that game. But I, I do think <laughs> if, if you're just talking about the the most talented quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, I, I I think it's hands down. I mean, you could look at the stats, not not the cumulative stats, but you know the the passer rating, the touchdown to interception ratios, all that stuff. I mean, he, he's just – he's an unbelievably special quarterback, and there's no question if we're just talking about playing quarterback and doing quarterbacky things, Aaron Rodgers is by far the best uh, Packer and one of the best to ever play the game. John has a Favre slash Rodgers question. How did the Brett Favre drama at the end of his career not prepare Packers fans – not the not the front office, but Packer fans – to handle this Aaron Rodgers drama with more grace? It's a great question. I, I we should have been more prepared, I guess. And and if and if things do devolve, or even if they don't, if Jordan Love does take over and take the reins, we kind of just gotta view it as a as a real long term rental. Like it's gonna be great for ten years, and it's gonna fall apart miserably, and we just have to be okay with that. But uh, yeah, I, I guess maybe it's similar to not expecting Aaron Rodgers to be as great as Brett Favre. You just don't expect lightning to strike twice, or in the case of Jordan Love, three times is is part of the pessimism. But um, and and I, I almost think you would expect it to go better just because he was a part of it. You know, he was there. He saw it. He saw that it was not good. He, I'm sure he's talked to Favre, and Favre has talked about his regrets and things like that. You just would think that he wouldn't want to go down that path for a lot of different reasons. But I guess he decided that uh, he did. And and I think we, we should be prepared going forward. Anytime a quarterback or a player becomes as big or bigger, or at least in their own mind, can argue that they are bigger than the organization, it makes sense that things would kind of go in this direction where they're going to not like to be told how to how to handle their business or, you know, when they say we're going in this direction. No, we're, we're not going in that direction. We're going to go whatever <laughs> direction I want. So, yeah, I guess that's a big R bad. Well, while we're on the topic, Brian doesn't really have a question, but he wants it to be known that he says you're a bootlicker for thinking the front office did nothing wrong in the Rogers drama. And he also wants it known that the Packers need to hire a professor to teach them proper communication. Yeah. He, uh, he texts me that daily. So I'm, I'm well aware <laughs> that he thinks I'm a bootlicker. Hey, so we have a uh, bit of a 
mix up here. I think Billy thinks that you and I are friends that go way back as opposed to me just being a random fan who messaged you like a year and a half ago. His question is who was the bigger hit with the ladies back in the day between you, me, and your half Mexican lawyer Blaine? And I was not obviously not around back then, so uh yeah, you probably so I, leave me out of that one. I wasn't sure if you were gonna drop this question or not. I saw it in the <laughs> Facebook group. Um being that it's a family show, I can't really give a lot of details, but um as, as I kind of alluded to with my last comment, if we're keeping it PG thirteen or or better. Um, I kind of just got to hand it to Blaine because if I could just give, all right, let me, let me, let me give one idea. So Blaine is an extrovert, right? He's very, uh, outgoing and very friendly and people, people like him, unlike me. Um, the, the first time I met him, we had a class together. Uh, we were in the same dorm together. We kind of hung out a little bit and then he dropped out of that class. The, the next time I saw him, we had another class together and he comes walking in He's got his aviator glasses on and literally there's like three girls like draped on his arm and he goes and sits in a, in a chair. And I'm like, look at this toolbox over here. Like what, what is this guy? Like this is the lamest thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, so that, that was kind of him. Like he's got a ton of friends, a bunch of them are girls, a bunch of them are guys or whatever. So in that regard, I'd give it to him. If we go on a, Slightly, you know, ask some slightly different questions. I think I've I've got a good shot at it, but we're just going to leave it at that. I can't really get into that whole thing. <laughs> All right. Uh, here's a question that I almost left out because I know the answer and it's not interesting. However, okay. <laughs> people people were replying to this one and also wanted to hear it. So we're going to have to ask it anyways. Right. Billy wants to know the story of how the podcast intro and intro music came about. <sighs> Yeah, you're right. It's really not that. It, um, <laughs> I mean, I guess I was just kind of searching around and um, was just kind of looking for something that had just a big bang in the beginning. And I wanted it to be kind of rock centric. And I stumbled on it and I was like, that's that's perfect. That's kind of exactly what I was looking for. Um, and I just stole it. I didn't pay for it. And I kind of felt bad for that. Unfortunately, I think you found it. It you? was me. Yeah. So years later, I yeah, many years later, um, <laughs> I think I don't know if I just told you I felt bad about it or what, but. Uh, JJ found the artist that that made that song, and I went and actually paid for it after after all these years of stealing it. You're the good guy after paying. all. Yeah, how about that? I'm I'm the the hero of the story. So uh, yeah, not super interesting, but I, I to this day I still like it. I don't know if everybody else thinks it's stupid or what, but I, I as soon as I start out the podcast and I hear that intro, it kind of gets me jacked up to get the podcast started. Uh, I, I feel the same way after, you know, running through this for a, a week or so here yeah. uh, on the topic of that that intro. Where did the pack daddy moniker come from? That is even less interesting. It honestly just kind of just came up with it out of nowhere. It was just trying to think of, you know, I, I guess you never really expect things to to actually become anything like in the back of your head. You're like, oh, it'd be kind of cool if it actually became like a big thing. And a lot of people listen to it or whatever. But you just kind of willy-nilly come up with nonsense and that was just one of those things it's probably that is not like the intro if i could go back in time i probably wouldn't do the pack daddy thing because it's just weird you know having people call you dad like when dudes are like hey pack daddy it's like dude don't call me daddy that's that's weird so i probably would change it also should be noted because it's another thing that i kind of ripped off and feel bad about i didn't know at the time but there's already a pack daddy he's kind of a legend in packers in the packers community 
Um, I literally found out like a month later, there's there's a guy, I forget his name, but he's from Texas. He's got a Facebook thing. He's all over the place. He's an awesome dude. He's got, he's decked out. You've probably seen pictures of him. He's on all the highlights and stuff. He wears like the pimp robe and he's got all kinds of stuff, but he's got like a, a truck down in Texas. that's all packered out. I mean, he makes massive amounts of money. He's got a huge house. that's all packered out. He's got jerseys everywhere, but uh, you should go, go find him. It, I, I almost feel bad because it's like, he was the pack daddy and I was just using that dumb name. But now like if you search it, I kind of come up more than he does. And it's like, I feel bad because I stole that from him. He, he fits that moniker better than I do. I'm just some dork white dude in Wisconsin. <laughs> like pack daddy doesn't fit. But for him, it's like that, that makes a lot more sense for him. So I, if I ever feel like I can kind of ease out of that, I might do that. But um, for now, it just is what it is. On the topic of accidentally stealing things, uh, Aaron Nagler for a very short period of time was doing a series called daily cheese after oh. I already was doing daily cheese. <laughs> but I, thi- I think that that is what is presently called like extra cheese. I think he renamed it. And I don't, I, I would have to imagine that the only reason you would rename it is if you found out there already was a daily cheese, but I thought that probably was, was hilarious. A, it probably was a pack daddy situation where he's like, Oh, this is kind of a cool name. And then found out you had it. And he's like, well, all right, I guess I'm changing that. I mean, I kind of ripped off uh, Daily Grape, which was a, a Gary Vaynerchuk thing from like 10 years ago where he would review. Oh, wines. yeah. The wine or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, but uh, we're, that, we're all just ripping each from. other. I mean, I, I started a Packers podcast. There's 500 Packers. I'm just we're all just ripping each other off. It's fine. All right. We got one last question here and then we're going to uh, pack it up and head out. From Andy yeah. <laughs> from Andy. Hey, I, I want to catch this uh, Bucks game. I'm, I'm interested. It's a good call. All right, Andy wants to know what is a TV show or movie that other people find cheesy, but you secretly or not so secretly like it. See, and again, I get caught up in stupid stuff, and I did look this you one do. up. What do we mean by cheesy? Because I can't think of anything off the top of my head. However, I googled cheesy movies, and I looked at the first website, and I like almost all these movies. So I don't know. Like, just give me an. Ex- do you think Point Break is cheesy? It's. See, the thing is, Point Break was like cool once upon a time, and now yeah. it's like it's like um, ironically cool again because it's like retro. I guess it, it, probably a lot of older movies are at this point. See, I like Point Break. Um, what else is on here? Oh, Billy Madison is that cheesy? Oh my gosh, that's I hate that movie. That is absolutely that qualifies. If you like that movie, that qualifies. All right, fair enough. I and, and that's the other thing too. I don't really know because I haven't actually seen any of these movies in a long time, but I know I liked them. Um, one that I know a hundred percent is cheesy. Actually, the acting is quite good in it, but the graphics are horrific, but I went back and rewatched this recently. Blaine reminded me of it. Anaconda. I don't know if you've seen that. I love that movie. I haven't seen it, but I I know, I know which one. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, I don't think of a lot of, like, I think about cheesy stuff and I don't think I like cheesy, but if these are cheesy, I guess I kind of do, but it's just it's going to be a lot of like 90s, 80s and 90s movies that at this point are really lame. Oh, you know what I do like too? That's super cheesy that I, 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 here's my answer, my official answer. And we'll move on because I take too much time with this. I love Steven Seagal movies. Ooh, oh yeah, that counts. <laughs> there you go. Let's, we'll stick with that. That's, that's an excellent answer. Alrighty, we are going to pack it up. And uh, Ryan, do you think you're going to be back on the show anytime soon? Or do people have to just endure me for a while? Um, I actually, I, I kind of, 
half-heartedly put a little office together, I can probably jump back on this. I've got the rest of the week off, and um, I don't know how many you've got pre-recorded or you've got ready to go, but I think I can probably jump on this tomorrow and kind of get back into a little bit. I am going to have to jump back and forth, so if you got some ready, we can insert those there. But, um, yeah, yeah I, think, I think I can pick things back up starting uh, not tomorrow, but you know what you know what I mean, two days from now or whatever. All right, folks, salvation is at hand. Rejoice. Coming back. All righty. We'll uh, wrap this up and head out. Uh, Ryan, good talking to you and uh, looking forward to having you back on here.